Big Dave, what's going on, man? James, what's up, buddy? Not much. Enjoying these games this week. Oh, yes, sir. I was watching a little bit of the Texas Saints games before we started. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a shootout for sure. Oh, yeah. Both have went three and out, so it should be interesting. Yeah, I mean, even though the type, the uh, <clears throat> Texans lost Clowney, their defense is still stacked. Oh, yeah. And what we've seen this week is it's taken, you know, almost the first half before offenses have really got going unless they're playing crappy defenses. Yeah, that's very true. But, but man, there's a lot of headlines to talk about. I mean, there's been some injuries. And, and of course, the Antonio Brown thing. I guess we should just start out with that. Uh, yeah, you can't just skip over the Antonio Brown news of the weekend. Right. I, I don't know, man. It's it's insane. I'm, go ahead and pencil in the, the Patriots to win the Super Bowl now like they weren't already penciled in to begin with. But <laughs> they were my pick, so, you know. I got to double down on that one now that Antonio Brown's coming. And for the performance last night, it's crazy how it all went down in Oakland. It's it's just – it's disappointing, the fact that one player can kind of handcuff a team throughout the entire offseason. And then with all the antics and everything, the way that he left, I, I don't know. I got mixed feelings about him. Happy for the Patriots, but – well, happy to have one of the best wide receivers in the league. I mean, if he can just stay focused on football, then then everything should work out fine. And I saw today they added a $20 million bonus to his contract for a second year, but it's an option. So they, they are not guaranteed to it, and he's not guaranteed to get it. But if all goes well, he's going to be making $20 million next year. Wow. So he earns back his – if he plays football all year – with performance bonuses, he'll make back his $24 million he lost from Oakland and then tie in an extra $20 million for next year. Man, that's yeah. – <clears throat> I also read that he uh, he made over $269,000 from the Raiders and didn't play a snap. <laughs> I need that kind of contract, man. <laughs> right. Like, dude, I will <laughs> – I will do whatever you need me to do for two hundred sixty thousand bucks. <laughs> exactly, suspend me with pay. That's all right. right. Um, we do have a couple of clavicle injuries to talk about too. Uh, Tyreek Hill <clears throat> and Nick Foles both broke their clavicle, and they're going to have surgery. And both of them are going to be put on that new special IR that they have that they are allowed to come back at some point this season. Yeah. And with Nick Foles going down, they also traded for Joshua Dobbs from the Steelers, which I don't I don't know how you feel about him. I just I've never thought much of him, to be honest. No, I didn't either. I thought Gardner Minshew coming in played great for a backup for Nick Foles. Um so <clears throat> I mean they were already down big against, you know, the best team in the league. So it I don't know. I've never heard of Dobbs as far as just bits and pieces, but to trade for him at this point in time seems and they, like a lost cause. And they gave up a fifth-round pick. That's just <laughs> – wow. Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like they're going to stick with Garner Minshew um, because he's been there the whole offseason. He knows the offense. So, I don't think it's anything for him to worry about losing the starting gig, but – well, until Foles comes back, but – Dobbs is just kind of there for a security blanket, I guess, and a fifth-round pick for a security blanket's kind of 
iffy if you ask me. Yeah, but if you don't have a security blanket behind him, then I guess it makes sense. Yeah. You know, there's not really a whole lot of backup quarterbacks out there with Andrew Luck retiring. And um, so Nick Foles goes down, it's kind of big. And, um, you know, if they don't have a backup behind that, you could pick up Fitzgerald in uh, week six. Yeah, he should be available. <laughs> <laughs> but after the shellacking that the Ravens put on the Dolphins yesterday, I don't know if they have a shot in anything like they I know I said the Bengals would probably be the the worst team in the league but man after watching the Dolphins dude they are just so bad they are they are which it I kind of find amusing I was uh in the gym this morning and there was a couple guys talking about the Ravens and how great Lamar Jackson looked and and you know he's the next superstar and lighting them up but he put up big numbers yesterday, but it was against the Dolphins. Right. So that's inflated. You know, it's – I don't see that happening week in, week out. I mean, he's definitely talented. He didn't run the ball at all. So he actually showed that he can actually pass the ball. Uh, and he and he was – he had a perfect passer rating through five touchdowns. He was putting the ball in great spots. But at the same time, it was the Dolphins. So there were when the, more spots when the receivers to be had. have three yards of separation on the deep ball, and he's got all day to find them and throw it to them. Yeah, he does right. great. He proved that at Louisville. Yeah, that's true. Put him under pressure, and all of a sudden, not so good anymore. Makes bad decisions. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But I was watching those plays, and I was watching the game, and it's just. I mean, they had tremendous separation from those DBs, and he had all day. So, yeah. you know, and, and honestly, it's not like he's going to have another test this week. It's the Cardinals, so yeah, <clears throat> we'll just have to see how it plays out. I mean, he's my fantasy quarterback, so he can throw five <laughs> touchdowns a game all he wants. He can do it every week for all I care. I hate to tell you, you better have a number two ready to go. Uh, one of these days, I'll worry about it. <laughs> so there's a bunch more injuries as well. It's kind of knees and ankles this week. Uh, Darius Geis is out. Looks like for a few weeks. Would you bring Peterson back? Yeah, Peterson was the healthy scratch for the first time in his career, I think, this Sunday. So, yes. I don't think that's ever happened. No, the good news is Dalvin Cook didn't get injured. So, he'll be not going yet. into week two. Not yet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'll hate, take the- <laughs> I mean, I hate to laugh and, and joke about injuries and stuff, but with. With Dalvin Cook, it's just kind of been the expected. So, right, it's you know over under three games. Right, <laughs> which one are you taking? <laughs> I just seen that there was another clavicle. What 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 was up with clavicles this weekend, dude? I Devin Punches has a yep. has a broken clavicle, so he's on our. They're not saying he's as name to come back, but that's because he sucks. So that makes a difference. Yeah, not really. <laughs> yeah, clavicles are tough. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was out for a while for that, wasn't? Yeah, a few years he was. ago. Yeah. Anthony Barr. <clears throat> yeah, it's just Jerk. landing a certain way. You know, you get that shoulder tucked underneath you, and that's not going to stand up. No, you know of any other injuries besides uh, Sterling Shepard's going into concussion protocol? Uh, Tevin Coleman had a high ankle sprain out of San Francisco. That's right. No one's going to be tougher than. 
Yeah, he really didn't even get to get started, really, and that sucks because I, I expected a lot out of him. Yes, and the same for Darius Geis. I mean, I drafted him to my team, and, you know, it's a little disappointing that he's not going to be around after missing all of last year. <clears throat> so it looks like it's a, men- a meniscus injury, but that's going to be, you know, maybe a few weeks, and even then, you know, how effective is he going to be? Right. So your Packers pulled it out Thursday night. Yeah, they did. It, that, I mean, a lot of people say that was a boring game. I say, you know, it was a very defensive football game. Both defenses looked amazing. And yes. every time the Bears blitzed, they shut us down. But for that one drive, we were able to get a touchdown. So I'm, I'm content with a, a 10-3 win against the division rival opening week because Mitch Trubisky nor Aaron Rodgers played it all deer in the preseason, which that was a big topic. I heard every commentary guy on planet earth talk about that. Like there were several teams that didn't, didn't play any starters at all. No QB starter. I'm like, they're meaningless games. And if you can get the rhythm down in practice, it should transfer, but clearly it doesn't. There was a lot of sloppy play, and sometimes even until the fourth quarter when they finally got it going. Yeah, it looked like everybody was just kind of out of sync on offense, and it was hard to tell whether that was just because the defenses were so good or if it was that lack of, you know, live action play time from the preseason. But considering how the other offensive started, uh, throughout the league this week, and then also they were able to like pick it up pretty quickly. I think it's just both of those defenses are that good. Yeah, and that's a, a shock for Green Bay because for the last eight, ten years, it's been Nick Perry and Clay Matthews, and you think the pass rush was really established, and obviously it wasn't because Preston Smith was a monster on Thursday night. Yes, he was. So, I'll take him over Clay Matthews any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the way that he jailed, how could you not? <clears throat> you held the Bears to, <clears throat> to three points at home. Sorry, I got something stuck in my throat there. Um, you held the Bears to three points at home. That's that's a tough feat. Yeah, and they had a, a nice little rotation going on with their run, running game. You saw Tariq Cohen on the field a lot. He'd line up in the slot. He'd line up off the tight end and like an H-back type. Yes. And they were just rotating Mike Davis and David Montgomery out. So now that Mike Davis, he he might be sidelined this week. I think he had a hamstring or something. But David Montgomery shocked me. Everybody was hyping him up. Fantasy football analysts everywhere were saying, oh, this guy's going to be great. And I'm like, what? from what? Where? What? How? Like, I just couldn't follow it. But, hey, they seemed to – they seem to know what they're talking about because he looked really good. He's very shifty. Yes, he was. He was quick, uh, hard to take down as well. Uh, looks like a, you know they're going to come out with a pretty good season. And your Steelers, man, they not your Steelers, Steelers. your Patriots. Sorry, how dare you? How I know. Dare you? I'm I'm just oh so shocked God. at how bad the Steelers look. Honestly. Trying to take another dig, <laughs> you know? I don't. <laughs> I don't know that the Steelers are that bad or the Patriots are just that good. I think the Steelers are that bad. No no offense to your Patriots because, I mean, Tom Brady looked amazing as usual. But 
the Dante Moncrief is by far the worst receiver in the NFL. I don't care what anybody yes. says. That dude dropped everything. Yes, and kind of figured that was coming uh, with that offense. However, they really put a lot of focus on the defense and rebuilding that with drafting Devin Bush and and expecting him to take it back up. But the Patriots went right after him from the start and did not let up. And here's what pisses me off about the Patriots. The fact that 42-year-old Tom Brady has a a gun still? No. (laughs) Sony Michelle ran the ball 19 times for 14 yards. Yeah. That is insane. And every time Rex Burkhead gets it, he runs for eight yards. I'm like, come on, guys. (laughs) Yes. And then Tom Brady for 341 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but he he is the goat. I won't say it too loud, but yeah, he's got <laughs> he is the most impressive of the touchdowns was Josh Gordon. Dude, Josh so, Josh Gordon's back. Yes, he is, and he, he's better than ever. Right, he took that. He had one catch last night that really stood out. He was going across the middle. It was like a thirty-yard pass, and he just took a shot and just popped right back up. Didn't drop the ball. Nothing. He's just. He seems to be back to his old self. Yes, and it was that second effort touchdown where the cute the corner stood him up, and then he just shook him off and went another six yards into the end zone. Joe Hayden, like I don't know what he was trying to do on that play, but he he ended up like trying to like do the stunner on his ankle or something. He just kind of rolled and just kind of had his foot, and then it was over. <laughs> yeah, I mean Josh Gordon in Cleveland would have went down. Most of the other. Patriot receivers that they've had for the past few years would have went down on that. Right. And, you know, it was impressive to see. It's, you know, with or without Antonio Brown, still my pick for the Super Bowl. But it was so good beating the Steelers that bad. I have so many friends that are just Steeler diehards, and they they got tons of excuses. Oh, yeah. Bragging rights certainly help. (laughs) For sure. That makes everything better. If nothing else. Mm. Was there a game that surprised you over the weekend or a performance? Um, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. That was bad. Because they got so much hype in the offseason. They're going to be the greatest. They're going to – they could go to the playoffs. And, and some naive Browns fans were even saying, yo, they're going to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, pump the brakes a little, guys. And I expected them to come out and look a lot better, but they just look like the Browns. First series, they look great. Yeah. And then Delaney Walker said it best after the game. He said, y'all hyped them up the entire offseason and built them up to be superstars. But in the end, they are who they are, and they're just the Browns. Yeah, he uh, he stole that. I think I can't remember what coach said. He said they are who we thought they were. That was Dennis Green. <laughs> Dennis and, Green. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably Delaney Walker's rookie year. Right. <laughs> but that was spot on. Right, because they went. They at the end of the day, they looked like the Browns and the Titans looked unbelievable. They really did. They had it going on defense, uh, all levels of the offense. Derrick Henry. Looked phenomenal. Um, Marcus Mariota looked complete in control of the offense. 
Yeah, they uh, they looked very efficient on offense, surprisingly. The AFC is a very tough conference this year. There are so many good teams throughout it. We had that discussion last week. You know, all the AFC teams are really, really good, and all the NFC teams are – we'll wait and see. Somebody's got to come out on top. Exactly. And there's a few contenders. You know, the Rams are still there. My pick for the Super Bowl, the Eagles, I think are, you know, one step above. Kyler Murray looked really good last night. The well, Lions... in the in the fourth quarter in overtime he did. The, for the first three quarters, he, he was atrocious. He threw, like, at, at the end of regulation, it was like 24 of 44 passing. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that in the NFL. I don't care if it's air raid. Can't do that. No, but he'll get away with it for a little while. They'll have his number. I don't think they're a playoff team. Don't get me wrong, but they might crush a few people's dreams. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they they'll surprise some folks because he's he's very very talented and he'll get more comfortable. You could tell in the first quarter he just wasn't really comfortable with the offense. Maybe first game jitters or what whatever you want to call it, whatever cliche you want to use. Mm-hmm. But Larry Fitzgerald still got it, dude. I don't care what anybody says. Nope, sure does. I will not sleep on him. <clears throat> the one team that surprised me the most this weekend is, even though they lost, was the Washington Redskins. Yes. They played fantastic football. And, you know, uh, Case Keenum, he had a good week. I don't know if he can turn that out. But it, with guys going out like he did, I think if Adrian Peterson was there, that would have been much closer. Because they just did not have a running game, right? And I and I expected the Eagles to to play a lot harder. Yeah, I expected that to be moment, you know a lot more points than what they put up. It, it was it was very shocking, and the the Buffalo and Jets game. I want to touch on that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, like <laughs> that was way more entertaining than I ever expected it to be. Yes. There was a lot of turnovers, um, just like in the Rams and Panthers game. There was turnovers galore in week one. But somehow, the Buffalo Bills came back after having five turnovers in the game to to edge out the win. Yeah, led by Josh Allen. You know, again, he he outplayed Sam Darnold. Yeah. And I think that's going to be the – you know, kind of the story of those two guys' career. Unless Gary V buys the Jets and changes everything. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's just what's going to happen. It's going to happen one day, and the Jets are going to be <laughs> awesome because he has been a fan forever, and he knows what needs to be done. Yes. Didn't C.J. Mosley go out in that game? I think he did, now, yeah. that, now that you say that. And that's yeah. what really sparked the – yeah, he was tossed, wasn't he? No. I think he was ejected for a helmet-to-helmet or something. Yep. Something like that. But that's what really sparked the Bills coming back. And your boy Devin Singletary had a big game as well. Yeah, on my bench. (laughs) (laughs) So so I need Nuke to go off tonight, and it doesn't look like that's happening yet. No, he dropped his first pass. The, I know the very and, first one. I know that was that was brutal because so he had, he had wrote in the team locker room like his goals 
and it was to not drop a pass all season. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and, like, 2,000 yards or something. And I was like, dude, you dropped your first pass. That sucks. Mm, yep. But we'll see how it goes tonight. Hopefully they can start scoring some points in this game. First quarter was scoreless, so we'll see. Yeah, you buying into the Denver hype with Vic Fangio? Uh, The defense will still be good. I don't yep. think they were bad last year. No. Um, But I, I don't trust Joe Flacco. I don't trust Joe Flacco at all. No, and I don't think it's going to be offense as much as it is, like, the Bears' defense and even the Packers' defense. Like, I keep I, reading more and more articles about him. I think they'll have better cornerback play than, than what the Packers or the Bears have. Yeah. But they won't have the pass rush. Mm-mm, no. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. All right, so – Coming up week two in the NFL, I know Thursday night's the Panthers and the Bucks. Oh, man, yes. The Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, that's going to be not sold out. Right. It's not going to be sold out. And <laughs> the Panthers look so bad this week. Oh, God. It was so bad. I mean, they did exactly what we said they were going to do in the preseason, which is just get the ball to McCaffrey. Yep, and that's about all they did, and and fumbled <laughs> all they and, got. and threw interceptions, and just yeah. looked sloppy. But that's that's who Cam is, in my opinion. I mean, everybody over the years has was like, "Oh, Cam Newton's the best mobile quarterback there is." I mean, he's inaccurate and he's inconsistent. You can't be those things. He might be the most stylish quarterback for post-game conferences ever. I mean, if that's that, as far if, as the tally goes. If that is fashion, then I am way out of the loop. <laughs> you got to visit Paris, man. I guess, I guess so. Last year, he came out looking like Daffy Duck. This year, he's looking like Medea. So, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what he's got going on. I swear to God, I hope somebody's paying him to wear those clothes. They have got to be. They have got to be. Otherwise, who knows? Maybe he found it there with the laptop in Gainesville. Maybe, maybe that's he couldn't get it off the screen <laughs> for women's fashion. <sighs> wow. So yeah, after the Thursday night matchup, we've got San Francisco at Cincinnati, which is not. I don't know. I don't know. Cincinnati, man, they. Uh, they're a mystery. Yeah. I mean, John, John, John Ross, for the first time in his career, had a good game after me trying to hype him up last year, and then Tyler Boyd stole the show. And I'm right. like, well, crap. And I, I disregarded anything John Ross related all off season, And he ended up having two touchdowns this week. So I don't know if I believe in their defense to be able to contain San Francisco. Yeah. But it's, I, I don't even think it'll be close. I think yeah. San Francisco's going to run away with it. I think so, too. Then we got the Chargers at the Lions. That should be a very interesting game. It's going to be entertaining. Phillip Rivers still looks really good. That Chargers offense looks dynamite. They don't miss Melvin Gordon at all. No, they don't. Melvin Gordon is not getting a contract. If we have more running backs go down with clavicles or ankles or knees, 
he might get a deal somewhere. Yeah. But it but, won't be no, Los Angeles. Austin Eckler did enough yesterday to for the Chargers to be like, you know what? I think we'll just roll roll this way. Because, I mean, Phillip Rivers still distributes the ball like he always does. He he finds the open man, and it establishes the run game. And then the play action opens up. There you go. No need for Melvin Gordon. Right. Looks like Detroit has found their weapons around Matthew Stafford. Matt Patricia gets the defense on lockdown, and they're dangerous. I really like Kenny Galladay. I call him Baby Tron. I heard it is Baby Tron. I heard somebody else say that before, but I'm totally stealing it. Totally Baby Tron. And TJ Hawkinson stepped though had a huge game. Huge game, dude. Sitting on my bench, but had a huge game. Yeah, if he wasn't drafted in a lot of fantasy leagues, he will be the number one waiver priority for a lot of folks this week. Yes, because there's not a lot of good tight ends out there, and he established himself for sure. And with Matt Patricia, you know how they're going to use the tight ends. Oh, yeah, for sure. And he was running a lot of the same routes that Gronk ran. I noticed he'd run the the skinny post and then the deep out. Like, that's Gronk routes all day. It is. And people say Matt Patricia didn't pay attention on offense. Matt Patricia is a genius. Right. He really is. No, like, legit, I think he's like a rocket scientist or something. Yes, he was a rocket scientist <laughs> who fell in love with football and begged his way onto the, <laughs> onto the staff. Right. It was an internship. And then, you know, there he is. But Belichick did the same thing with Parcells, basically. So yeah. that's going to that's gonna be an interesting tree eventually. It will be. And when Josh McDaniels takes over for Belichick, whenever that is in like 2036 or whatever. <laughs> no, it goes down to who goes first, Belichick or Brady, because they're just going to try to outlast each other. I'm, I bet you money Brady will try to play into his 50s. Like, I think he's got something wrong with him where he just can't step away. Well, when you're that good and you don't take so many shots. It's the it's the avocado ice cream and the pink Himalayan salt. That's what, what it is. Whatever he doing, he can keep on doing it, man. Dude, I'll, I'll, I'll keep taking them. I looked up the TB12 diet, dude. <laughs> I, I did too. I, I could not live that life. No. Me either. I saw that. I can't First afford of all, to live it that would life. be expensive, right? Yeah, I can't afford to live that life. Only organic greens, organic nuts, organic, organic everything. I'm like, who can who can afford that? Right? <laughs> I cannot. I mean, even if I had Tom Brady's money, would I really want to spend that much money on food every week? If know. you're, you know, playing at the top of the game at 42 years old, maybe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's in a rare position. The uh, the game I think you're most excited for this weekend is Minnesota at Green Bay at 1 o'clock in Lambeau. I'm hoping. Like, the schedule falls in my favor once every now and then to where Green Bay will be televised locally. Yes. And this week with the Panthers playing on Thursday and the Falcons playing on Sunday night – I've only got to worry about the Cowboys game. So, Green Bay might be televised. So, if it is, that'll be great. If not, I'll figure out some way to watch it. Yep. Won't disclose my tactics here, but I will figure out some way to watch it. And I think 
Green Bay is going to be ready for the run. Um, Dalvin Cook ran the ball 38 times last week, well, yesterday. And Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times, completed nine passes. Yeah. And I'm like, that is a very old school way. But they were getting the ball in short field a lot. So maybe that's why the game plan worked out that way. But Green Bay will be ready for the run. I just hope that uh, we're also ready for Thielen and Diggs on the back end. Yeah, Kirk Cousins is going to have a hard time getting the ball out. The uh, Packers defense looked really good against Chicago. And Chicago, I mean, that was part of Trubisky's success last year was the fact that he had so much time to to get rid of the ball or – the escape routes. Like he could get out of the pocket, find somebody on the run, which he's really good at. Kirk Cousins is not. You know, he, it's just not in his repertoire. And they really shut down the Bears running game. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in the short of things, they really, they really were prepared for the run, even though there was a few surprises, but they were ready. Yeah, you've got a few contenders for that 1 o'clock slot for our region, because you also got Seattle at Pittsburgh and Dallas at Washington, which will probably be on the, both of those are aired on Fox. So, yeah. Yeah. It looks like we may have to find somewhere. Yeah. Cause, uh, anytime the Steelers or the Cowboys are on for whatever reason, regionally, they put them on here, but there's a, there's a chance. So I'm kind of got my fingers crossed. Yeah. For the one o'clock game, I'll be watching new England torch Miami. Well, up at least, and down the field. At least for the first 12 minutes of the game, and then <laughs> that game should be over. I don't think a team has ever quit in the middle of a game, but that game they might because oh, it was rumored that a lot of players had requested, like contacted their agents right after the game and requested trades. Hmm. Yes, but you remember what Miami did to the Patriots last year. The miracle, guess what? Brady's playing all four quarters. Belichick's going to run up the score. Antonio Brown's going to set single-game records. Uh, He's going to have five touchdowns in the first quarter or something crazy. Oh, it's going to be insane. (laughs) I can't wait. I'm excited. The Dallas and Washington game is actually – I see that being a really good football game, at least for the first half. Yeah, I, I hope the Redskins can kind of contain Zeke. Um, Amari Cooper is still at the top of his game. The foot apparently wasn't bothering him. No, he had a really good game. Yeah, so if they can shut down Zeke, it, it makes Dak one-dimensional. So that's got to be their game plan. Yep. I would agree. The other one o'clock games we got is Arizona at Baltimore. I don't see a repeat of Lamar Jackson performance. You, you know I'm bold, and and I and you didn't no. make me you you didn't make me eat my crow on the clowny thing, so I appreciate that. But <laughs> but I I do see Lamar Jackson having four touchdowns, not passing, but oh. just four total touchdowns against the Cardinals. Four total touchdowns. No, if, right. I, if I I'm get this wrong, down. yeah, I know you're writing it down. <laughs> I'm writing this one down. Because I'll be honest, I totally forgot about Clowney because, well. 
he did have one sack. Yeah. Not the four, but he had one. <laughs> four touchdowns for Mr. Jackson. Yeah. Why not? I don't see that. Who's who's gonna play better, him or Murray? Murray. You think? I think so. Maybe I'll just go pick up Murray this week. <laughs> I don't think four touchdowns for Jackson is, you know, completely out of this world. Considering, you know. He may have to scramble a little more this week because unlike in Miami, the Cardinals do have players that try hard. <laughs> they so. do, but they still are like a big 12 team. Right, you put up points and don't play defense. So we'll yeah. see what happens. And plus, Patrick Peterson suspended, so their secondary is kind of there. You go. So it is possible. We'll see. Yeah. Got Jacksonville playing at Houston. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that Houston's gonna run away with that one. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, there's just. I, I don't know about Jacksonville with yeah. Nick Foles being out. Like we didn't even know about Jacksonville with Nick Foles, and now he's out, and it's it's a complete unknown. They still play good defense, but there's just not enough. We'll see. To take Houston. Jacksonville's defense is it's not a cohesive unit, in my opinion. Like I watched most of that game, and they were just kind of all doing their own thing. Miles Jack gets ejected. Or J- Jalen Ramsey just being. A, just an asshole all around. Like, he's so cocky and confident, but he went to go tackle somebody like several times, and I've seen him just kind of ease up. Like, you got to lay the wood if you're going to be a, a DB in the NFL. Like, yeah, no matter how bad it hurts you, dude, you got to hit somebody. That's right. You got to establish your dominance, especially on defense. I mean, even Richard Sherman pulled up, pick. I yeah. Mean, Oh no, Jalen Ramsey just kind of looked looked a little soft to me in the Chiefs game. Well, it was against the Chiefs as well, so yeah, they make everybody true. look soft. I mean, I would probably dip out of the way if Kelsey was running at me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, then the four o'clock slate. Um, We've got Kansas City at Oakland. That should be another no-brainer. I don't think so. Put me down for taking Oakland in this one. Really? Yes. You haven't even seen them play yet. Like Don't they. need to. It'd they, be weak to Oakland's defense completely shuts down Patrick Mahomes and gives them a wake-up call that they need for the rest of the season. Wow. So, with Tyreek Hill being out, you don't think Sammy's going to have no. any, any repeat of what he did this week? No, I don't. I think he benefited – tremendously considering the scheme that they played against. Yeah. And with all the, you know, antics of like Jacksonville just plays really immature football. Yeah, they really do them and the Browns both. I mean, the Browns had 17 penalties that is absolutely ridiculous. They had five personal fouls before the end of the first quarter. So Jacksonville is very much the same. Now you go into Oakland they're going on the road against Gruden. 
I see them going down. It's going to be close, but I can see Oakland pulling it out, especially like this week is going. I don't know what to expect tonight, but I see them bringing them all together next week and showing out and putting it to Kansas City. That's interesting. I I, I don't agree with that. I'm, I'm not I didn't a big... expect you to. I went out on a limb on that one. Right. I, I think my boldness is rubbing off a little bit, but that. But hey, you you could be onto something here. Well, I mean, Gruden has his way of motivating. And he really brings people together. They put a lot of money and time into that defense. Yeah, and they eliminated the cancer from their locker room. So, Right. It, it could be a, a gelling moment going into week two, de- depending on what happens tonight. I mean. I think they don't care what happens tonight. I think next week they're putting it on the calendar, marking it down, circling it, and tonight we'll give them enough tape to make the adjustments that they need. We'll see what happens. All right. (laughs) That's my bold statement for the week. Hey, we all got to have one, right? That's right. So the next one is Kansas. So Bailey's cat just ran completely across the <laughs> computer and moved everything. Oh, no. I think it's a Chicago and Denver is the next 4 o'clock game, if I recall. Yes. Yes, it is. Got to uh, up. We're rolling. Yeah, I try to keep up with the, the Bears schedule. So, uh, of course. I don't, I don't really know <laughs> what to expect from Denver, especially not seeing them yet tonight. Correct. Um, I would love to see Chicago go in and lose, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the defense is going to be too much for Joe Flacco and or Drew Locke, depending on if he gets shoved into the game. Who knows? But either one, it doesn't matter. Chicago's defense is nasty, and I think it's going to be a pretty easy victory for them. I agree. Part of Chicago's deal last year was that they kept making adjustments, and they kept making the right adjustments. So I see the same thing this year. They're going to get better as the year goes on. And Denver's an unknown one. I completely agree with you. Don't know what's going to happen there. But that should be a good game. Now the Saints at the Rams. Like, I'm not even watching the game right now, but I'm going to say that Drew Brees and the Saints torch the Rams. Mm. In Los Angeles? Yeah. Good call. I'll disagree. I don't think that's going to happen. The Rams did not look spectacular this this past week. The Saints still have a pass rush. And, I mean, I know the Rams do too. They have Aaron Donald, for God's sake. But I think that the Saints are are going to have a couple of surprise wins this year. I mean, they're not the favorite, of course, but. I think that's going to be one of the games that they're not expected to win that they're going to pull out. And I think because of the poor performance this week, you're going to see the Rams unload on them. Golf's got to get it together. Gurley's got to get going. It's one or the other. I mean, Malcolm Brown kind of took over yesterday. Yeah, he had to. So, So he had to. I mean, I don't think the running game's a question. But that's what sparked the entire offense last year. It's true. Very and true. so it's really it's the threat that Gurley brings both out of the backfield and, you know, catching it from the backfield. And that's what kept defenses on their heels. But they have to find some answers in the receiving core. 
And I don't know that they've gelled quite like they were last year, but I believe Sean McVay will find it this week. Yeah, I mean he's he's a brilliant coach, so he he yeah. could possibly get golf settled down. The eight o'clock game Sunday night, the Battle of the Birds. <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles and the Falcons. Yes. Those are the only two birds left. <laughs> Process of elimination, that quick math. Uh, man. <laughs> the Falcons looked terrible yesterday. <laughs> yes, they did. God, Kevin. Right. Our friend Kevin's going to hate us for this, but they look just horrible. No, we were at the house watching it, and he was like, you know what, dude? I don't care. We can turn it. I was like, I need Julio Jones to get some touchdowns. He finally <laughs> got a touchdown, but. That that was just a that O line is so bad. Yes, it is. I don't you know. Understand. That's just the one thing that never got better. Like you know, it's an issue. Put something into it. And they just did not. And they haven't for like the last five years. Right. I'll never understand what goes on in Thomas Dimitrov's head. I have no idea. But, yeah, I think the Eagles are going to walk away with a win there. Yeah, I do too. Unfortunately. I would I would love to see Julio Jones get a lot of touchdowns for my fantasy team. But you might want to sit him on the bench this week. Dude, I got to trade somebody. I need wow. a running back apparently because Sony Michelle really, really didn't do much yesterday. I've got one on the table. We'll see what happens. All right, we'll 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 talk. All right. <laughs> so the Monday night game, you know, who do we got? I just lost it. So it's going to be Cleveland at New York. The Jets. The the Browns need to turn it on Monday. If they don't get it figured out, if Baker Mayfield can't oh, stop, he held on to the ball too long yesterday and. That's was his demise ultimately. So he's got to get the ball out quick. He's got fast receivers. He's got talent around him. He's just got to do something with it. Yes, he does. I completely agree. I I don't even know that he held on to the ball too long. I don't know that his receivers ever got open enough for him to get the ball. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the Titans really did play lights out. They were all over the receivers. They were ready for the run. I mean, the Titans are actually a much better football team than I give them credit for. Yeah, nobody season. nobody anticipated them looking that good week one. No, no. The offense looked horrible in the preseason, but I guess they just didn't play anybody on defense in the preseason because the defense played phenomenal. Right. I was very impressed. So I'm looking up the matchup for next week for the Browns and the Jets, and that's just not. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Jets mm-hmm. win that one. Yes, I agree. I think they will. I think Le'Veon Bell too much will be too much for the Browns, and they'll be having to play from behind, and Baker's not going to be comfortable. No. Did you ever catch any of the the Le'Veon Bell runs? I saw a few highlights, and from what I saw, he doesn't look like he skipped a step, in my opinion. No. No, it looks like he's just kind of more 
needs to find his way with Sam Darnold because Roethlisberger is a much better quarterback. Right, and he knew where he was going to be. Yes, he did. And so, you know, there's a trust factor there that's got to be built. Yeah, especially like coming down the backfield where he's very dangerous, but his runs, he's still the same patient runner and finds the gap and hits it. Yes. So he didn't lose a step or anything by being off a whole year, which a lot of people thought he would, but him and Sam Darnold definitely need to get on the same page. Yeah, and it would help if they found some more receivers. Nobody stepped up for the Jets yesterday. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, I've always said it is just a mediocre best wide receiver, and that's pretty much all they got. Yeah. All right, so got a few key college football matchups this weekend. I know one that I'm unfortunately going to watch is my Gamecocks against Alabama. Um, oh, man. Polinski actually looked good this weekend. Yeah, I mean, but it was – A lot of people propping him up. Yeah, a lot of Carolina fans are just – they're crazy people. I don't understand why they took a game against Charleston Southern and was like, oh, he's he's going to be way better than Jake Bentley. Well, Charleston Southern, they put up – a respectable amount of points to say, Hey, we, we are an SEC school and this is the kind of beating you get whenever you come to SEC country, blah, 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 whatever. But uh, Bama is just going to be tough. And if I never say moral victories, but in this case, I'm going to have to go that route. If we put up 21 on Alabama, I'll feel like we've done something. Yeah. Putting up 21 points against Alabama will be something. I mean, that's, Alabama still Alabama defense, you know. So I was completely shocked and dismayed that Texas A and M did not come into Clemson and score the upset. Considering I heard all week upset <laughs> alerts from every media outlet and talking head, except for the ones that know what they're talking about. Right. It was so bad, and yet they came in, got completely beat up the whole game. Yeah, they, they got a lot of injuries in that game, too. Yes, they did. So, and then literally. over-celebrated a junk touchdown in the fourth quarter, and then the postgame talked about how they took their foot off the gas, and they're the better team. They just didn't give it their all. Right. That's ridiculous. This, the, that's Jimbo Fisher excuses, man. I, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's a joke. He is, but he's getting paid a lot of money to be that joke. Yeah, I mean, Spurrier so did it for several years after he left Florida. Just but, say that. Yeah. Yes, he did. But Spurrier did have results. Yeah, but when it got bad, he was like, oh, I forgot I'm really fucking old, so I'm going to leave now. <laughs> and then he coached in the AAF. Yeah. Whatever that was. And him nor the players got their final game check, so. That worked. I'm sure he got his, though. Oh, yeah. He's going to get his money. Yeah, looking at the schedule this week for week two, there's, you know, Chattanooga at Tennessee. Hey, upset alert. Tennessee might win. (laughs) I'm I'm going to pick Chattanooga. Chattanooga. (sighs) I'm going to pick Chattanooga. (laughs) Just because, I mean, you lose to BYU and Georgia State. Yeah. You can't uh, beat Chattanooga either. 
No. You got New Mexico going to Notre Dame. That's what Notre Dame does, man. They're like, oh, we're going to stay independent. So if we ever do go undefeated, we're automatically in the, the playoffs. Yeah, they're not getting a lot of love this year, though, amongst the pollsters and the voters. No, that's mainly because so, of LSU, Oklahoma. Yes. They're looking really good. We get to watch the continued demise of the Florida, major Florida universities, not named UCF. Right. Everybody but Central Florida <laughs> thinks out loud. Yes. Miami's getting worse this week. Florida State is playing at Virginia. Virginia is going to take Vir- them to the woodshed. Virginia is really good. And they are. Florida State is not. Virginia and North Carolina, I think, will be. Like what? neck and neck for that. Did you side get of the on ACC. my Virginia bandwagon I talked about in week one? I did. Man. I wasn't a believer, but now I believe. And after what North Carolina did to us, I kind of believe. Yes. Uh, and then followed it up this week, too. I think Mac Brown is for real, but he yeah. did what he did at Texas. He came into a good situation and he just gelled and made it a little bit better. And has a really good run game. Which is what Texas always had. Yep. One of the other SCC showdowns is Florida at Kentucky. Uh, I don't Let's know how Florida's down. two and zero. Like I really don't like because they played Miami in Week One. Yeah, well, but they're really bad. Felipe Franks is not a good quarterback. No, and uh, even though Kentucky has lost a lot on defense, I think they still have enough to shut Florida down. So, upset alert, I agree with you. Yes. I mean, they're ranked number nine, but they are not the ninth best team in the country. No, and I don't even understand how they're ranked number nine. I hate the no. pollsters so much. Yeah, the preseason polls are a joke because Army, after they're showing against Michigan, completely taking that 22-point spread into overtime. Dude, when we were watching probably that probably the ninth best team in the country. At at Dave and Buster's, dude, those Michigan guys sitting in front of us were laughable. They were. Like, I think it was more of a relief thing, but they were celebrating, like, that somehow they scored first in overtime or whatever, and then they acted like they won the game, and then Army went and done it. Yes. <laughs> just like... They cheered the field goal right. in the second overtime like they just... Win the game. <laughs> it's like it's a field goal, man. Right. And if Army hadn't have tried to throw the ball, then you know things right. would have ended up different. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, college football. Like I said, you know, past couple of weeks up until week four, and they get into the conference schedules. It's all just kind of hit or miss, and ESPN's kind of putting together, trying to put together a schedule that's worth watching. Right. I mean, Oklahoma will probably thrash UCLA. Yes, UCLA is no good. The LSU-Texas game was really entertaining. Yes, I that, really enjoyed watching that game. That was that was definitely the the game of the week, though the Clemson-Texas A&M game set records for viewership for the year. Well, I think that's because everybody had money on Clemson covering, and they yes. did. Or the fact that it was one of the only matchups other than Texas. Yeah, true. Are are you worried about Syracuse at all in any way, shape, or form? No, okay. I'm not. Not uh, after this past week. Right. There's no need to be worried. 
No, Maryland went up there and just blew them out completely. And maybe they were looking ahead. You know, that is possible. They might have just been looking ahead. And the Carrier Dome will be rocking. You know, they've already sold that out. And so we'll see. I mean, I'm expecting an entertaining game until the second half. Right. And Clemson's just going to pull away. Yeah, I mean, I honestly expect Jake Venables to be in that game by the third quarter. So, Yes, the thing that impressed me with the Clemson-Texas A&M game was the adjustments made in the middle of the game and how the defense got better as the game went, not by the players, but by the scheme and the coaching. They were playing a 3-3-5. And there's not many college teams that can pull off a 3-3-5 defense. Right. And I saw a a little bit of three-deep safety, too. Like, that's very uncommon for Clemson. But Yes, a three-high look. Right. But after you shut down the run, what else do they got? You know, you go ahead, three touchdowns. Yeah, you can pull that out. Right. And they did, and they executed. And they they still established pass rush just rushing three. And, I mean, that just shows how important recruiting is because – Clemson lost every starter on on their defensive line, and they're still getting pressure on people. Yes, and getting pressure with three players is that just affords everything, you know, just pushing the pocket. So yep. it was impressive to watch, and I don't see Syracuse having many answers for that. I, you know, they they've gotten some skill position recruits, but they have not been able to re- fill those gaps on the offensive line. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that kind of does it for this week. You got anything else? No, I don't have anything else this week. We, uh, fitness-wise, kind of starting a new n- nutrition program. So we're going into some reverse dieting, which I'll be writing a blog about tomorrow. So be sure to check it out at jamesfitandfree.com and, and starting a new workout program with my man, Jordan Syatt. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than what I'm used to, but it's building some muscle volume and muscle size, and it's uh, – I can say right now, my hamstrings are been crying all day. <laughs> oh my god! But it's good stuff, man. So, um, good deal. We'll be sure to to link it in the description below, possibly. Absolutely. And uh, they can follow you where on social media. You can follow me on Instagram at James Fit and Free. You can also follow me on TikTok at James Fit and Free. Or just follow my blog online at jamesfittenfree.com. Cool. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Big Bay Football and try to catch me on Twitch. I have been kind of doing a live reaction of actually watching football games. I can't show the NFL footage. I'll get shut down. But, hey, you'll see my live reaction. If it's a Packers game, you'll see my cheese head on. And you can find that at twitch.tv slash football. And if you haven't checked it out, please do because – He's funny and entertaining to watch, especially during Packers games. Dude, I'm, I about lost my mind when we got the interception last week. It was, <laughs> I know. It was insane. But, hey, man, on to week good. two of the NFL. Yes. Looking forward to it, man. All right. We'll holler at you, bro. Yes. All right. Peace.